Oh, yeah. Microphone check. Microphone check. One, two. Hello, Kevin. We back. We back. The music is playing. The sun is shining. I'm in a damn good mood. You know what that means? What's that mean, Kevin? It means we're in the off season, baby. <laughs> or at least we were. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. It has been quite a little bit of time off. It's been the summer. We've been enjoying our lives. Hope you have as well. You got Kevin. And Raleigh. And special guest, our friend Muccio, who longtime listeners have known him as singing all of our Browns-related songs. He's been in the pod many times. Mooch, what's up? Good to be back. Let's go, baby. Uh, great to be back. I'm excited to pod. Browns are in training camp, so the dog days of summer are about to be coming to an end here, gentlemen. How are we feeling? How are we doing? How's the summer been? Just amazing. I don't know if we should apologize. Did we have false expectations with ourselves or with our audience at one point that we were like going to be potting regularly? Yeah, so summer? I guess we do owe an apology there. but Because we're absolutely not doing that. This summer was been awesome. And not potting. I love this podcast. I love you guys. But, dude, not potting and not thinking about the Browns as you're going to talk about them for however long. It's a thing of beauty, really. This has been one of – I was just thinking about this at the gym. Yeah, I was at the gym. We got to talk – something happened there the other day. I'll tell you about that in a minute. I've had one of the best summers of my post-college life. Just very relaxed, very fun. Been out doing a lot of things. And that's not because I'm not potting about the Browns. I just wanted to enjoy my summer and not think about anything but enjoying the summer. Is that fair? Yeah, that's that's very fair. And uh, so if we made any promises about the summer, I think what we did also say is we were going to try. But last last season was the most draining season and off season leading into it. I think any of us have ever had all things considered. And so everyone, not just us who are going to sit here and talk to ourselves about the Browns for our, our moms to listen um, and many thousands others, but everyone, whether you're listening to Brown's stuff, whether you're making Brown stuff, everyone needed a nice long break after last season. Fair. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's totally fair. And yeah, we did a couple of special episodes, like just kind of helping us with the Sue Robinson coverage of the, uh, minor off <laughs> my the minor oh, scandal you're talking about last season. summer last, talking, i know i'm saying yeah, 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 we yeah. learned at that time it's like man this is yeah trust, so i had totally forgotten that name but thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't i never want to hear that name the lawyer's name any of that shit ever again that's long gone um we're moving forward baby we're here hey and call tim panic well, tim panic is going to be our lawyer forever that, that doesn't change but i was just i was just making the point last year last summer we were like uh we don't want to talk so we didn't, and it was like kind of nice this summer. We didn't talk, and it was kind of nice, and now we're going to talk Browns again. Let's get some of the uh, – not all – well, yeah, I guess we could say negative. Uh, first of all, Perry on Winfrey. Cut. Well, let, let, let's just, we haven't potted in a while, so all right. forgive us for interrupting ourselves. I think it would be appropriate to give the audience of our little agenda from now into the preseason or into the actual season, whatever. If you didn't pay attention to, during the offseason, then – We'll try to give you kind of the highlights. We're not going to be doing like, I mean, we're going to be doing weekly updates, but just kind of a, a gradual picture of where the off season has gone. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about that today here. This is not going to be a extremely long hour long episode. Don't get me wrong. I have a volleyball game tonight. Um, 
I would just kind of like, honestly, I mean, we're not going to talk about signings and, and all of that and who's not coming back in contract stuff. I honestly would just kind of like to start from, I mean, we'll talk about, we've talked about Schwartz. We were potting when Schwartz was hired. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, Winfrey released, they went to West Virginia for training camp and that's where the story starts for me this year. Yeah. Yeah, they're at the Greenbrier. But ex- sorry, it's not interrupt, but expectations. Yeah, we're going to be gradually building up between now and September. Was it tenth uh, for the first game? But once the season kicks off, of course, we'll have our regular weekly episode and the uh, Friday pregame episode, five minute one. But between now and then, we'll try our best to do weekly. We'll probably end up doing weekly. Not guaranteed. We're going to see what kind of interviews we can get. Um, we got a, a lot that we've been holding in our back pockets for a while so we can get some of those out this summer wait till the regular season we will see um i'm not missing anything oh and is this officially uh, we'll talk about this offline too but is this officially the first episode of season five holy shit season five huh yo is it july or august of 2019 we started this damn thing wow uh, shout out to everyone still here yeah we couple hundred episodes many 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 downloads and listeners or else we wouldn't still be here so many thanks to everyone who's been along for the ride and new listeners as well yeah new listeners if we suck please bear with us we're <laughs> still probably gonna suck but we haven't potted in like six months or whatever so yeah we'll be just fine it's like riding a bike new listeners if you're coming here for hardcore analytics uh, you know, breaking down positions and plays. You're not going to get it here. There's unless we bring a guest that. on and they know what they're talking about. Oh, unless you get the guests. Yeah, our guests will talk about that stuff, mostly about the other team because we're bringing on guests from the other teams every week. Or they're, they're, rep- or they're reporters or they're podcasters. But, yeah. All right, can we go back? Occasional smart analytic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bring my stats. I bring my stats. Don't get me wrong. You'll be getting some – you're not going to hear just feeling brain dead at the end of these things for the most part. I got a stat today. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, back to what I was saying and why there's good news here. Perry out, one free, released by the Browns. You know, obviously, we've only seen Andrew Barry release a couple of his draft picks since he took over as GM. This one was clearly a bit of a long time coming. You know, just gave him chance after chance. He was in the doghouse, I feel, all of last year. He was always, you know, in the facility, not practicing. Um no one really knew what was going on behind the scenes, but uh, the allegations and what came out with him in, you know, downtown Cleveland last week. And again, these are allegations. Um, you know, there was some stuff with a couple of females, maybe a, a weapon was involved. No one is hurt or anything like that. Just, um, you know, it shows, it shows that he's stupid. Things that were said, maybe a, a gun was shown again. No one knows allegations. Who cares? Or, I mean, not, not who cares, but, um, what I'm getting at is I've said this on this podcast, speaking of five seasons, I think every season we've ever had this podcast is that there's a reason that Belichick and Tomlin are my favorite NFL coaches of all time because their culture is they don't put up with any bullshit. One strike policy. You do any dumb shit, you're out. They don't have time for that stuff in their house. Their culture is come correct, work your tail off, and let's go win some games. I love that this thing came out and then what, not even 24 hours later, he was off the team. Now, would this have been different? Had he not had already 10 chances or however many before? I don't know. I don't care. But the fact that they cut that shit out right there before we got to training camp, before players had to be asked about it. And you know, he had to be asked about it, whatever it was is a beautiful thing. 
I love that the Browns did that. I hope this is that culture moving forward. Um, again, I don't want to spend too much time on this guy because I, 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 when I said I don't care, I don't care about him. Um, I do hope, and I, I shouldn't let me clarify that. Perry on the person, I wish him the. Into, I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope he has a, a healthy and successful life, career elsewhere, whatever it may take him. He obviously needs some help, so I'm always going to cheer for the person. Um, I believe in second chances, but here he's gotten about 20. So I hope he fixes whatever is is plaguing him. Um, but what do you guys got on that? I think it's a good message. I'm curious. People are speculating, wondering if, like you said, at the end of the day, it was like his sixth chance. So it's like, I don't want to give very too much credit, uh, not to take credit away from him. But question is, do you think Jim Schwartz's presence uh, with this new regime, well, the new regime is pretty much everyone except the addition of Jim Schwartz, um, had any impact on that decision to cut it as soon as it happened? One thing you hear players talking about, first of all, and everyone has been just praising Schwartz so far, the defensive players, you know, reading things that his former players have said that he's coached in the past, um, reading things that have been written about him, is that he's a no-bullshit guy. He's not putting up with this stuff. And you got to assume that, I mean, it wasn't his, I, I'm going to assume, and I don't know for a fact, obviously, that it wasn't his final decision to cut him. Um, I would hope and, and probably confidently guess that they, you know, consulted with him. Um, I think that the fact that he was still on the team up until now was because Schwartz saw something in him that he wanted to, to develop and try. Um, but I would also have to say that, you know, if Schwartz, if he's out of the team, then, you know, they realize they can go on without him, obviously. I'm not a dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, in retrospect, maybe a guy that takes his intro press conference on his phone while walking around his living room with the phone down by his side, looking up at his head, not looking at the phone, was maybe a, you know. We should have known. Anyway. So for, for uh, this is kind of for my mom and probably Kevin's mom and possibly Pat's mom, assuming you guys aren't addicted to social media. There were a lot of videos like people were hyped on Perry on Winfrey because he would bark and like act really pumped, which it's like, I don't know, maybe I would do that too. He was a soundbite from day one. Yeah, he was a soundbite from day one. My question is, do you think he was the most hyped Browns player ever to do essentially nothing for the team? Manziel. Manziel. Well, Manziel. Non-quarterback player? He did. He did like bad for the team i'd say like, you, this guy was just lukewarm it's like what what did you I, do here? i think no i think he was the quickest crowd favorite we've ever seen before touching the grass that is a non-quarterback and it's not like there's a camp of like manza or uh you're talking about draft picks, right? right not like yeah draft yeah 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 because uh, yeah. Odell... I, I guess yeah yeah that's a good point muccio yeah. well odell had Odell had numerous touchdowns, so it's like you can, you, you can, yeah. <laughs> we're going, we're just draft picks, yeah, yeah. He held that Dallas – dude, if he's not in that Dallas game, we don't go to the playoffs. All right, we're not looking back anymore, and we are yeah. saying uh, we're ending Perion discussions, uh, Godspeed, and we're moving on. Now, I said we're going to get rid of the – not just uh, – the, the bummer stuff first. So the next topic I want to cover is just a shout-out to uh, – the legend Jimmy Donovan, who a couple months back 
uh, announced that he has leukemia. Uh, he's relapsed. Um, he had a leukemia relapse. Sorry, mumbled my words. So maybe it is not like riding a bike rally. Um, you know, he's had it before. Beat the hell out of it the first time. We're cheering for him hard to do it the second time. That guy's a warrior, uh, not just with beating cancer before, but for the love of God, he's had to sit and watch every play of every game since 99. So there might not be a tougher human being in the world from what he's had to see and go through more than any of us is the announcer for this godforsaken franchise. Um, but wanted to put some good vibes, good karma out there for Jimmy Donovan. Um, you know, the voice of the Browns, uh, you know, hoping uh, he gets better and that we see him, you know, every game this year, which is, is as far as we're concerned, that's that's what's going to happen. But want to give, uh, you know, shouts and prayers out to him and uh, wish him for the best. Yeah, it's if you think about it, this franchise for the past since 99 has been mostly a nightmare. Uh, if we're going <laughs> to average all the seasons and he, I think, is by far has been the shiniest, the brightest star. Like when you think of a Browns play that was just electric, like changed your week, changed your day, you always associate it with mm-hmm. the call that he made. And, you know, we were talking about Grossi off air. Um, uh, nothing against Grossi. He sounds kind of jaded, kind of bitter, which, you know, if you're covering for the Browns this long, it could happen to anyone. Jim Donovan, you can't say a bad thing about the guy. Nope. And uh, like you said, praying that he fights through this and he is the man. Yeah. He, I mean, voice of the Browns, obviously, but listening to him do interviews and he's always on all these, yeah, like radio shows and podcasts and he, his insights are so spot on and, and he's always got, you know, valuable background and behind the scenes stuff big time so he's i mean he's a living legend as far as i'm concerned and i've said it before his interviews whether it's on you know espn cleveland radio or wherever he does it's appointment listening because he says things without saying them you know what i mean he knows more than most people about this team obviously and he always delivers not just when he's doing his job but everything he does regarding this team so Kind of a cool story. My buddy Anson, uh, shout out Anson, uh, told me when we were talking about Jim Donovan, Anson was at Cleveland. He was at like pulling into like a, I don't know if it was a mall or something, but Jimmy Donovan was about to do a read for like an advertisement uh, deal he had on the side, whether it was a car commercial or a restaurant, whatever it was. Anson said he heard donovan reading his lines over and over again and like just perfecting it in the car with his windows down and anson was like man when i saw him like a guy of that caliber taking these smallest projects with the utmost uh seriousness professionalism watching that literally made me Anson said, watching that literally made me care about any type of presentation I had to give in work that I didn't want to do. True pro. So, but we'll keep following that. Um, I hope for some good news soon. All right. Now, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived. Training camp 2023. The Browns are down at White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. 
at the Greenbrier Resort, which, to be honest, I didn't know existed until a few months ago when they started talking about this. Uh, first time the Browns done anything like this, going off-site, getting out of Berea, which I've loved the idea from the first time we heard it. Um, you have to assume they discuss this with Deshaun because the Texans did this, and I guess they really enjoy doing it there. It's good to get out, right? Get away from all the distractions that will be back home, which is you and the team. Um, I assume it's going to be a very long eight days. Uh, they're going to be back this Sunday. If your list's podcast day comes out, it's Thursday today. Um, but the Greenbrier Resorts hosted presidents and kings and queens, and they had the live golf events there in a week or two, and uh, just a lot of history down there. And the Browns have taken it over for the week, and they're having their uh, first week of training camp there before we go back a uh, week from today. Thursday, August 3rd, 8 p.m. in Canton is the Hall of Fame game versus the Jets as we induct the legend Joe Thomas into Canton. Yeah, that, that's a good uh, offseason highlight. The Browns finally have a guy in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> that we've seen play. That we've seen play. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I was thinking? It's kind of a crazy, I don't know, call it a time warp or like, holy shit, I guess I didn't really put that together. Uh, I, I feel like the regime has taken a step in the right direction call them baby steps since 2018 following the one in 15 own 16 years and you know we it's been a roller coaster of you know still a lot of letdowns but a light at the end of the tunnel we can hope for joe thomas was not around for any of that like he played his last snap in 2017 and it's like man Talk about a guy that just stood by his post and put a career performance of the ages out there for such an abysmal franchise. If there's anyone who deserved to run out of that tunnel uh, for a home playoff game, knock on wood, when we get there, it's Joe Thomas. And so I, I hate that he didn't get that. Um I hate that he never played for a very good team outside of the one year we went what ten and seven to miss the playoffs. Um, year ten and six. Or yeah, sorry, ten and six. I forgot. Um, but on the other side of things, it's very hard for me to feel too bad for someone who made over hundred million dollars in their career. But oh yeah, nonetheless, yeah. not taking anything away from him being an absolute gladiator out there, and very excited for uh, to see him get his bust. Pause in Canton. Uh, what else has been going on down there in training camp? Jimmy and D Haslam did their yearly press conference this week. Really not a whole lot that came out from there. You know, you talk about seeing baby steps from the regime. I do love that Jimmy Haslam would not give any kind of ultimatum or line in the sand. Like, you know, reporters were asking him, you know, what are you defining as success this year? He just said, Hey, we got big expectations, but I'm not telling you guys, and I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I'm not saying playoff or bust. I'm not saying 10, 11 wins or bust. He said, we have big expectations, but I'm going to leave it at that. And I love that he didn't taint what has been a good week, it seems, down there in West Virginia so far by saying, oh, we expect double-digit wins or we expect playoffs. We expect – so I love that him and D did that. They updated uh, the city on the new stadium, which I didn't want to get into because we are so far away from that. The update is there is no update on that. But not a whole lot from that press conference. But, gentlemen, any thoughts on them or anything they said there? I feel like that's a, a good wrap on Haslam. Good job, Jimmy. Don't screw anything up. Couple injuries so far. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. Good. <laughs> Blood clots. 
yeah that's blood sounds, clots that's kind of scary sounding like do we know how serious that is they're all i mean i i'm not trying to sound like a, a smart ass but they're all very serious um yeah. i think they found them in a couple places and Thank God they found him early, man. I don't care who you are, Browns player or not, man. When you, I mean, he was a little shortness of breath, so good on him for going in to get that checked out. Um, but there's no timeline for him to come back, and that is so different for every person, you know, every different person. Wow, did that sound unintelligent? It depends on the body of the person for the timeline of coming back after blood clots, is what I meant to say there. Uh, I always get kind of ashamed, but it's like, well, we all do it whenever they do announce something like that, your immediately thought is, okay, when's he coming back? How do I read between the lines and get a pulse, an accurate pulse on when he's coming back? And they said he's going to be missing the beginning of training camp. And I'm like, okay, is he missing the beginning of training camp plus the rest of training camp plus a couple of games, or is he just missing the beginning of training camp? But as you said, we don't know. And we hope that he's okay as a player as a person but i really hope he's okay as a player and kind of on that in terms of you know the start of training camp not no starters are playing in the hall of fame game and stefanski said the starters will play in two of the four preseason games um and that's we're gonna leave it at that one more injury report shit that's news to me i would have thought a like are, are we still in the mindset that Deshaun needs all the snaps he can get? The problem is between the last preseason game and week one is like 30 days. So they said, there's for sure playing in that last preseason game. And I think they're going to play. I forget the first or second the hall of fame game is, is that's week zero or game zero week zero. Um, they're not starters are not going to play after we go and do the uh, joint practice with the Eagles. They're not going to play that game. Um, so we'll see, but they're going to get two games. How, how much they play those two games, who knows, but they're gonna be playing in that last game at least, which is good because again, there's a long break from there to September 10th for that first game. Uh, one more injury, Amari Cooper. I've read everything. They said it's a minor tweak. I've read and heard anything from ankle, hip, thigh, anything in between, they said it is very minor. They sound like they could not be worried any less about him. Um, here's the thing. Our number one receiver, it is July 26th as of this recording. That is why Amari Cooper has not been in any of the three or four days. Uh, what's today's the off day? Three days of this training camp so far. Uh, it is not related to the injury he had last year or the surgery he had, you know, on the off season. So I knock on wood again, could not be worried any less about that at all. Yeah. It's, hey, uh, how about for some good injury? Go you ahead. Hear, uh, the developments with Elijah Moore, like, Everything coming out of training camp is, you know, raving about him, which that happens every year. But like, I imagine that I'm, I'm thinking of him as almost like a Landry 2.0. Like he's younger, he's faster, but he's going to fit that same kind of mold for us. Like the, the mid-level type receiver that throws insane blocks. So, so I was listening to uh, uh, Trotter, Jake Trotter on the radio today, who's down there at the camp. And he said Elijah Moore has been taking the number one reps. He's yeah. been looking like the number one wide receiver. Why Amari's been out. And I, I'm most excited in terms of the newcomers, to uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball, to see Elijah Moore. Um, I think he was in, obviously, not a very good situation with the Jets. 
Um, I'm very excited to see what him and Deshaun do together this year. But Trotter said, in his opinion, that it's not – he thinks that the Browns organization, it's not out of the realm of a possibility that Elijah Moore in a couple years is our number one receiver. The speed – um, the talent that really no one's just been able to fully see yet. He's had some flashes, and he has, you know, he's had a, a good season or so um, in New York. Not counting last so- year. Is this sophomore year for him? No. No. Year three. This is first one, first year. No, no, no. He. No, no, no. Not first oh, in the league. In the league. So- sophomore Third. year, right? Third. Third. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's nice to know that he's hungry. I knew it was at least his second year, but I think uh, there's something to be said when you get a guy that has a lot of hype and they go to a franchise where they're kind of frustrated. And if they can kind of restart, they still haven't got their bag. It's like, you know, whether it's if he's playing for the bag or if he's playing for love of the game or playing because he is an alpha male, that guy's got to be hungry to yeah, thrive. He wants the ball. You know, also going to be damn hungry is DPJ. We can't forget about him. He's still mm-hmm. one. He's still a target. He's still going to be one of the favorites. But let I me mean, think. It's I, I don't know if I can do a top three right now. I mean, I'm trying to figure out where to put Njoku because obviously you have Cooper's number one, and then it's Elijah, DPJ, Njoku, and we'll see. But hey, the wide receiver room obviously took a big step up on paper. Knock on wood. I like I made a promise last year at the end of last year that I'm tempering all expectations. I have the highest of hopes. I have never been this excited for a roster ever, but I'm not letting myself get hyped up over training camp videos. I, yeah. I can't do it to myself. And it has no, listen to me, let me be very clear about this. It has nothing to do with the players. It has to do with the organization, okay, and our history. That is why. <laughs> I think Deshaun, you know, back uh, the last full season he played, top five, you could argue top three quarterback in the league. His ceiling is getting back into that conversation. Uh, I, I, We'll argue with that till kingdom come with anyone. Um, we know the t- we know the talents there. I'm just very excited, and I just need everything else to come together. My my, my take on this upcoming season, which I think it's sound, the two people that matter the most in terms of their individual performance, me and you, outside of us and Pat, um, you got Deshaun Watson as one A, like. He has to be good, which sucks because he's a human being. I think there's a lot more stacked against him than people realize. It's like, oh, well, you got paid this much. You have to be good again. It's like, well, 700 days out of the league. Like, I don't think I don't know of any quarterback that's done that and came back successful. And I hope he is the guy to do it. Obviously, there is a ton riding on him. They bet the house on him. They have a ton invested in him invested in him in terms of draft capital and salary cap but 1b would be jim schwartz yeah i was was hoping you were gonna say that i that's my that's my favorite addition the browns made this offseason is jim schwartz that could be the favorite addition well big knock on wood it could be the best addition they've made in years other than hopefully Agreed. John Watt, you know what I mean? Uh, and I'm excited to see what uh, what Bubba does as well. Uh, special teams. Just yeah. excited to see what a different voice, a different coach does. I mean, and, and that's no, this is no shade or shot of Prefer. I think Prefer's going to be forever a legend because, remember, he coached us to that, that playoff win. Um, but just a different voice, uh, a different 
you know, scheme. I'm just curious to see what, what it looks like. Um, I, I did some uh, stats looking up. This is my stat, as I alluded to earlier, on Jim Schwartz. Yeah, he coached the Lions and didn't have the best career as a head coach. But as a defensive coordinator, he turned around, or many credit him for turning around the Philadelphia Eagles defense. The year he showed, the year before he showed up to that team, they were 28th overall out of 32 teams in terms of points scored against him. His first year with them, they got it down to 12. The Browns have been 12, like 12th or better twice since they've returned. The following year, they had the fourth best defense in the league and they won the Super Bowl. So hopefully he can teach this young defensive team how to be men. Yeah, let's let's just do that. Let's just, yeah. let's tell Shorts that that's what we want, and then let's. Uh, I have high hopes and full expectations. Deshaun is going to be Deshaun this year, the one that the uh, the All Pro Pro Bowl quarterback. But let's keep the positive momentum on the other side of the ball. The defense. Uh, good news: Anthony Walker and Taki Taki are out on the field. And they're reportedly very close to returning to team drills. Um, so I, again, no one knew if they're going to be on the, the PUP list or the preseason PUP list, um, physically unable to perform for those who don't know. Uh, but it sounds like they're, you know, who knows? It sounds like worst case, maybe they're not out, you know, they're not around for the first week or two, but all signs knock on wood point to them being just about to go full speed here. Also, not so much defense, but special teams and, I guess, wide receiver, too. Uh, Jakeem Grant is back practicing, and he hasn't been practicing as a wide receiver at camp this week, but he's been back practicing uh, returns. So our pro, pro Bowl uh, kick returner who we signed last offseason who tore his Achilles uh, in camp is fully healed up, knocking out wood for everyone and ready to roll. Um, any thoughts on that? He's gonna have a big year. Yeah, let's let's hell yeah, let's go. Hell yeah, uh, full, full bark barking right now. I am most excited, even more than when Clowney was here for Zadarius Smith to see what he does with Miles Garrett. Uh, I think him. He's got a few Pro Bowls. He is going to be another leader out there with a walk with Miles. Um, and the one I'm most excited to see this year, speaking of a contract year, is Grant Delpit. If you look at the the second half, well, the, I guess the last third of last season, dude was balling out. Um, you know, you talk about how hyped he was coming out of LSU. Then, you know, his rookie season, he didn't play because he got hurt in camp. Um, I think this is a contract here. I think that guy is going to come out flying. He's got a couple good safeties. Some veterans are going to be uh, helping him along the way. I think Schwartz and to go along with Delpit and then other people, you can look at different interviews that Newsom has done, that JOK has done over the last you know couple months or so. Every player has said that Schwartz is letting them be them, quote unquote. Right? He's just giving them more freedom. They're doing what they're good at. You know, man, um, the scheme. I'm very excited to see this new defense. Jim uh, Schwartz again is my favorite addition to the offseason. Um, Again, Deshaun could be the best player in the world, but we got to have the other side of the ball keeping up as well. At least a top half of the league. Yeah. Um, Just give us above average. And I've seen a lot about Lattimore too. There's been some really good uh, blurbs on him. He's just flying around the field. Him and Newsom are just like they're primed. 
We got uh, Emerson. Don't forget about Emerson. Look, we're definitely going to need. Here's the thing. You know, you see all the they consider our superstars on defense to be uh, Miles and Denzel. Oh, rightfully Emerson. so. Emerson is who I was talking about. Thank you. I was, yeah, I was going to say, who's Lattimore? Did we get, get Marshawn Lattimore? He, yeah, he's um, he's probably like, nice. <laughs> um, Buckeye. We need we need that that third, fourth, fifth person to step up, right? We need the guys that have been sitting. I don't want to say sitting, but have been drafted for two, three years now. We need other people to step up yes. and develop and to come through and. It's 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 what it has to happen, or we're not going anywhere. Very simple. Since uh, since the Stefanski era, I've been pretty like I'm looking for examples of players that have on defense that this regime drafted who actually got better. I guess Dorsey picked Taki Taki, but Taki Taki was like the only guy that isn't Miles Garrett that's gotten consistently better over the years and i'm like that is a coaching issue there's no way that you're just missing on all of these guys i hope that schwartz can just bring the absolute best out of these players because we were talking about elijah moore being frustrated in new york pretty much our entire defense has been frustrated in cleveland and hopefully they can just let it loose this year and stop the occasional third and 17. that's the biggest thing my god get off the field on third down um Gentlemen, we we promised the listeners a short-ish episode. Um, you want to close it out with some uh, training camp record predictions? Training? What do you mean training? Like, like it, it's of- July. It's July twenty-six, and your prediction for the season record as uh, of right sh- now, dude. You know how I get about predicting records because this it's was like, your idea. I thought it was Pat's idea, and I was very quiet about it. Well, it's your show. What what what's the point of doing record? It's like all I can all do right. is hurt myself or say that they're going to win three games. Ironically, and God, I hope that doesn't come to truth and be pleasantly surprised. I, I just want them to make the playoffs. It's like be the best team in the NFL or fail miserably. Don't give me that lukewarm hope that involves you falling short. All stars. Right, there's no negativity allowed in July. Go ahead, Mucho. I'm going to say 10 and seven. I think that gets them in the playoffs. I don't know if that wins the division, but I think that gets them in the playoffs. I also am firmly a 10 and seven currently. I'll, I'll, I'll go with 10 and seven. She, those first uh, this is negative, but the Three first two, two games, the first two games are so stupidly. Nope. important. Nope. Not there yet. Not there yet. It's still <laughs> summer, baby. It's still summer. We're still happy here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, once again, as always, thank you for listening to the dogs of war podcast. We will be back next week. We'll be back next week with something. For Raleigh, for Muccio, for myself, good night, Cleveland. Listen. It was 1950 in the cold and rain When my father took me to my very first game Said the Browns are gonna show you how the game is played Here we go again
It's gonna be fun Here we go again 